Thanks for joining me on this Cleveland Baseball Morning. The final from Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati from the Cincinnati Reds home opener. It's the Cleveland Guardians 10, the Cincinnati Reds 5. I'm Davey Barris, lifelong Cleveland baseball fan, and I want to talk about the actual game on the field, the thing I enjoy, watching baseball being played. And hey, before we get started, if you are enjoying the show, please help it grow by leaving a rating and review on whatever app you are listening on, especially if you're on Apple Podcasts. Somebody just gave us another five-star review. We are an all-five-star reviewed podcast up on Apple Podcasts. So keep it going. Help the show grow by letting people know what it's all about and how much we love baseball here on Cleveland Baseball Mornings. Now, to let you in a little backstory here, if you're new to the show, sometimes it's hard for me to record in the morning. Therefore, I stay up late and I do the episode at night. When that happens, the show has a little bit of a different vibe, a little bit of a different feel to it, right? A little more laid back. This now becomes Cleveland Baseball Nightly. All right, let's get into the storylines from this game, and what a fun one. I was texting with my buddy in Chicago, and uh, I was like, you know, at first, really fun game. Then it was kind of like, what, you know, what are these guys doing? Let's get this thing going. And then it turned into an incredibly fun game in the ninth inning. So a little bit of everything, a little bit of up and down in this one. Shane Bieber has a no-hitter going for a few innings in this one. Uh, that comes to an abrupt halt in the sixth inning. Uh, so yeah, a lot of things going on in this one. The top storyline for me, though, is the Guardians, for the, especially for the last three days, have been getting the job done and finishing rallies. They've been finishing. They've been getting hits with runners on base. How many times last year did we say wasted opportunities? How many times in the first two games of the season did we complain about wasted opportunities? Well, not this time. Uh, they went four for 10 with runners in scoring position, which frankly, that's pretty good. And baseball hitting 400 is very good. So we'll take that. We'll take four for 10 with runners in scoring position. And it was mostly in the third inning and the ninth inning where this comes to fruition. They also scored in the fourth. But big innings for the Guardians, big rallies that came together and really picking each other up, really supporting each other in these innings. So the first few innings go by quietly. The third inning was actually a little bit of a strange rally to get things going. Mercado actually strikes out, but because of a wild pitch by Tyler Malley, he's able to make it down to first. Then Andres Jimenez reaches on an error by Malley, and uh, now we got two men on to start the inning. Austin Hedges would strike out on a foul tip. We have an Austin Hedges problem, but you know what? This game was too good to waste your time talking about that. We're going to have to talk about... Austin Hedges eventually, but not on this episode. Miles Straw would walk. Now we got the bases loaded without even getting a hit. We've got the bases loaded here, and it's all for Stephen Kwan. That's right. The star of opening weekend, Stephen Kwan, steps up to the plate and, you know, does what you would expect a guy who makes contact to do. Hits one out in the left field, a sacrifice fly out in the left, brings in Oscar Mercado to score. What does he do with the bases loaded? He makes contact and he delivers. He brings in that run. That is so clutch right there from Quan. You know, you can't hit a thousand. You can't bat a thousand. But you can do the little things to get runs in. And Quan continues to do the little things to help this team. 
then Jose Ramirez really delivers. This is what I'm talking about, of getting the job done and finishing rallies. Jose Ramirez steps up. Again, a little bit of luck played into this, but it was still a great hit, even uh, if what I'm about to describe didn't happen. So he actually bloops one out in the left field. I think he's actually taking a page out of Quan's book because he's had a couple of these flares out in the left field in the recent games. And he flares one out in the left center field. The outfielders collide with each other. Another another collision in the outfield where you got to be communicating out there. You got to be calling it. You got to call somebody off. You got to take control out there, especially as the center fielder. But they end up sliding into each other. A really awkward injury. Um, and it clears the bases, and Jose Ramirez is in with a triple to finish off that rally. That's what I'm talking about. That is a big three-run rally there. Would it have been nice to just be up one nothing? Of course. Of course. But great teams, finish that rally. Get the big hit to really make that inning hurt. Put up the crooked numbers. And that's what Jose Ramirez is able to do here. Yeah, it was a flair job. And yeah, we got really lucky in this inning with a bunch of errors and a bunch of uh, you know, things that went our way. But hey, we got the job done. In the fourth inning... Uh, there's a two-out hit, a two-out RBI here, which is a big deal. Ahmed Rosario started the inning with a ground out. Owen Miller with a double uh, on a ground ball to left field. Tommy Pham, uh, that's huge from Owen Miller. He continues to hit doubles. This guy is kind of a doubles machine right now. He had two doubles on the day. Oscar Mercado would pop out, so now we're in a situation with two outs, and we got a runner in scoring position. Andres Jimenez pulls a triple down the right field line, and uh, Owen Miller comes in to score. Andres Jimenez, the first of his two really, really big hits on the day. So that's a huge one there where you got a guy in running in scoring position. You got two outs. He's able to finish the job, get the job done, and get that run in. Unfortunately, we can't make anything else of that inning with the guy on third because Austin Hedges would strike out to end the frame. Again, we might have a little bit of an Austin Hedges problem, but... Hang on, wait, another episode. Save it for another episode. Then we'll continue with the Guardians offense. Uh, we'll get into what happened to Shane Bieber in a little bit. But the ninth inning, man, did they just blow this thing open. We're tied 4-4 going into the ninth inning. It's been quiet for a while for the Guardians. And you're wondering if uh, maybe things are starting to cool off. Owen Miller starts things off with a double, a line drive out into right field. Oscar Mercado would ground out. It would move Owen Miller up to third base, though. So a really productive ground out from Oscar Mercado, right? You hit to the right side. You move that runner over to third. It wouldn't matter, though, because Andres Jimenez would homer on a fly ball to center field. He would crush one. I believe it was a slider. I believe it was a slider that was slightly below the strike zone. I think it was down just a little bit. Well, StatCast has it right at the bottom of the zone. And uh, he lays off a forcing fastball inside on the first pitch and then gets a slider that just slides right towards the middle of the plate. And he goes down and gets in and drives it. Similar pitch to what Oscar Mercado, uh, yes, a right-handed hitter, uh, what he did to hit his big home run uh, two days ago in uh, Kansas City. So another guy who's not necessarily known as a home run hitter going down and getting one and driving at 105 miles per hour, 421 feet to take a two-run lead. That would have been enough, 
But this thing does not stop there. Austin Hedges gets hit by, hit by a pitch. He finally gets on base. Miles Straw would double, moving Hedges up to third. Uh, and then Stephen Kwan, of course, what does he do? Works a full count, draws a walk. You love it from Kwan. And it loads the bases for Jose Ramirez. And Jose Ramirez was not messing around in this at-bat. Uh, takes four pitches to get there. He fouls off a four-seam fastball that was up and in. He fouls off a cutter that was up and in in almost the same exact location. He lays off a changeup that's down and away, and they try to come back inside. I don't know why you're challenging Jose Ramirez inside with fastballs. This one's at the thighs, and this one he hits 103.6 miles per hour, 375 feet to the seats in right field for a grand slam. And it brings in everybody, and what a party the Guardians have on Red's opening day. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, a great job by the offense there. That's what I'm talking about, finishing the rally. He didn't just bring in one run. He brought them all in. And uh, that's twice in this game that Jose Ramirez clears the bases. So a huge day offensively. And really, that's my top storyline, is getting the job done and finishing those rallies. It's not as much of an analytical analysis as I do sometimes. Sometimes baseball is about gut feelings and emotions and getting the job done. So a really fun day offensively for the Guardians. Now, storyline number two from this game was definitely Shane Bieber, our ace back on the mound. Unfortunately, he doesn't get the win in this one. The win, I believe, actually goes to Trevor Steffen, who pitched the eighth inning for us. He gets the win because obviously we scored those go-ahead runs in the ninth, but Bieber does go five and a third, goes a little deeper in this one, does give up two hits, three earned runs, two walks, five strikeouts on the day, 79 pitches, and you know, only give up two hard-hit balls the whole time, and those might have been in the sixth inning there. And frankly, it looked like he just maybe, maybe was running out of gas a little bit. He looked very sharp with his location. Those strikeouts all came to the glove side of the plate. Remember, we talked about this with the starting pitchers, or with pitchers in general. You know, you can talk glove side versus hand side, right? Versus arm side. These were all to Bieber's glove side. They were all to the left edge of the plate from his point of view. That's where all five of his strikeouts came. Now, when it came to those balls that got hit, he gave up a couple of doubles in that sixth inning. When it came to those, he was missing his location. If you go back and watch the replay, Hedges is set up down in the zone, below the strike zone for both of those pitches. And the one to Jonathan India, uh, it's up. It's up, and it's they're able to hit it for a double. He missed his location. It's that simple. Now, was that because 79 pitches was a lot for him this early in the season, or did he just miss his location? I, you know, we won't know. Uh, but that is what happened. I mean, at least analytically, I could tell you that's kind of what happened there, right? He was so accurate early in the game, just painting wherever Hedges placed that glove. He was nailing it. In that sixth inning, he started to miss up, and they were able to take advantage of it. So they knock him out of the game. Ghost actually comes in and gives up a big home run to Tyler Naquin. Um, just challenged him with a fastball. And we know, we saw Naquin play. We know he's a fastball hitter. He was down to two strikes in that at bat. I made a gone with the slider there. Uh, we've seen how much Naquin struggles against breaking balls. Uh, but they challenge him with a fastball, and Naquin makes him pay with a monster home run. So one of those runs is credited back to Bieber. One of them is credited to Anthony Ghost. So that put us in the tie game situation. But 
I thought Bieber was doing very well before that. I know some people are a little bit worried about the velocity on the fastball. It was sitting, it was averaging 91. It maxed out at 92.2 miles per hour uh, on the game today, I guess, yesterday, if you're listening to this in the morning. But he was still getting a lot of called strikes on it. He threw it 35 times, the most of any pitch. 10 swings, 4 whiffs. He had 8 called strikes. It's good for a 34% CSW, which is really good. That's a really respectable number on that pitch. Uh, the slider, which he threw next most at 27. 4 whiffs and 4 called strikes. is good for a 30% CSW on that pitch. The 4-seam fastball, they only put one of those in play. Only one of those was put in play. So the fastball actually was working out for him even if the velocity might be down slightly. Um, the yearly mile per hour average, they have it down 1.8 miles per hour for him. I don't know if that's a reflection of just his first start of the season or if that's a reflection of what he was doing in 2021. So, yeah, the velo might be down a little bit. We'll see if that might be a slight mechanical thing, if it might be him still stretching himself out. We'll see if the velo increases or if that's just where Shane Bieber sits now. I mean, there's nothing wrong with sitting in 91 if you have the impeccable control that Shane Bieber usually has, and if you have that slider and that knuckle curveball, which are just wicked pitches. Uh, so yeah, so that was Shane Bieber on the day. Uh, Anthony Castro also got the pitch. While we're talking pitching, uh, Castro came in and had a nice clean inning, really working that slider a lot, and then threw a changeup for a strikeout. A beautiful changeup. I believe he was facing Mustakis where he was battling him, battling, was battling him inside, had shown him that slider. So he'd shown him a pitch that comes in a little bit slower, has some spin to it, and breaks towards him, the left-handed hitter. Throws him a changeup once he's got the count in his favor, and it breaks away, and Mustakas had no chance at this pitch. So a nice job of mixing in the changeup. We'll see. We'll see if he starts to use the changeup more. Again, you never know once you come into a new system what the pitching coaches are going to do with you, how they're going to work with you. So Castro might, for Zimmer, this, honest to God, might be a steal. You know, normally you would say, oh, we got just some bullpen guy for him. And that's usually a throwaway. But, you know, the way baseball is played now, the bullpen guys are so key, so clutch to the game. And if Castro can develop, he's young, he's got time here, uh, you know, he still has options, so he still has a little bit of flexibility in the system. Uh, Castro, hey, if he develops into a decent middle relief, you know, late relief guy, that's a win right there. That's a win. So, uh, yeah, he comes in, Trevor Steffen, and then Sam Henches pitches mop-up duty in the ninth inning. He does give up a run. Um, Henches does. But uh, his fastball was actually working best for him. He had a 44% CSW on his fastball. So uh, that was the pitching side of things. For the Guardians on this one. The other storyline in this one. It's just little things. Little things I noticed. I mean the fact that we got caught stealing three times. Early in the game too. Uh, their catcher. Uh, Stevenson is no joke. That dude throws lasers. Right to the to the correct side of second base. And he gunned out. A bunch of Guardians. Trying to steal. He got Quan trying to steal. He got Jose Ramirez trying to steal right after him. He got Jose Ram uh, Ahmed Rosario trying to steal. Finally, Miles Straw is able to get him. And it was bang, bang, too for Straw. I mean, he throws it just a little bit 
uh, a little bit further to the right of second base. So the tag comes a little higher up uh, on Miles Straw's leg as opposed to getting him in the shoulder or the chest or something like that with some of the other guys who were caught stealing. So bang, bang for Miles Straw, but he is able to get his hand in there. Uh, clearly, the Guardians wanted to run. I mean, the Guardians are not shy about running, but Stevenson might not be a guy you want to run on. That guy, I mean, those were some rockets he was throwing out there. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, the Guardians did turn three double plays, which really were helpful. I know one of them came after Shane Bieber gave up a walk on a pitch that was borderline. Borderline. Probably should have been called a strike. Instead, it goes for a walk. The next batter instantly hits into a double play. So he gets two double plays from his infielders and then gets a fun double play when the Reds runner did not realize what the situation was, takes off from first base on a fly ball to Quan, and Quan throws a nice ball back to first base, back to Owen Miller to double him up. So three big double plays from the Guardians. Defense getting the job done, picking up Bieber after those walks. That's huge. That's huge to have a walk, which usually can come back to bite you so many times. And then to be able to turn the double play immediately, that is huge as a team, right? As a team backing each other up, getting each other's backs. That's kind of the same thing, isn't it? And uh, yeah, uh, it's really fun to see. It's really fun baseball out there. And then my last small thing is just do you realize? that the Guardians are just leading the league in so many statistical categories. I don't know if there's still West Coast games going on while I'm recording this, but at the time of recording this, we are leading the league in batting average by almost, not almost, I can tell you exactly, by 21 points. By 21 points, we are leading the league in batting average at 305. On base percentage, leading the league in on base percentage. Slugging percentage, we come in second to the St. Louis Cardinals. And because of that OPS, we come in second to the St. Louis Cardinals. So many categories. RBIs, the Guardians are leading the league in RBIs. In triples, the Guardians are leading the league in triples with five. In hits, the Guardians are leading the league with 57. And in runs scored, the Guardians are leading the league with 38. The Cleveland Guardians... And this is after those first two terrible games. I mean, the first two games, we score one combined run in those Kansas City games. And then we just have been on a tariff, a double-digit runs in the last three days. So, yeah, this offense, this team has been really fun to watch to start the season. And I hope all of you pessimists from those first two days have finally flipped around and become a little bit optimistic about some of the potential on this team. Just because these aren't guys that you wanted us to sign in free agency doesn't mean there's not some talent on this team. These guys were traded for because they were young talent that could come up with the system. And as much as I wanted to see some of those big names get signed by Cleveland, baseball is a churn. And the old guys will always get churned out and new young guys will always get churned in. That's the point of the minor league system. And it's kind of fun to see guys like Owen Miller and Quan, and even Jimenez, who's batting 308 now, starting to have some success. Maybe trying to find their spot, their friend, their niche in this league and on this team. So that's some fun stuff. Uh, some of the little things that I picked up on throughout this game. So that's that's really my episode today. It was a fun win for the Cleveland Guardians. Doesn't it feel like sometimes when we lose, we have more to discuss sometimes than when we win? 
when we win and things are going great, it's just good baseball and it's fun to be a part of it. All right, MVP on the day. Ooh, this was a tough one because, I mean, it was basically Andres Jimenez until Jose Ramirez hits that grand slam. Uh, follows up Jimenez's go-ahead two-home run with his big blow-the-game-wide-open grand slam. So, frankly, they're sharing it on the day. I'm passing out two trophies, Jose Ramirez and Andres Jimenez, your co-MVPs on the day for two just monster, monster hits in that ninth inning. All right, that is all my thoughts on this one. It's another early one in Cincinnati, and Tristan McKenzie is going to be taking the mound for your Guardians. It's a 12.35 start, so pull out your lunch at work, sit down, listen, watch some Guardians, whatever you got to do. They haven't announced the starter yet for the Reds, but it will be McKenzie going for the Guardians. I like him back in a starting position. I think this is much better for him than any kind of relief or piggybacking role. Let him get out there. Let him get comfortable. Let him establish and let him work with the freedom to know that if he does give up a run, the game is not on the line. The offense will have plenty of time to bring that back. So McKenzie will get that start to finish out this short Cincinnati series. All right, thanks for joining me on this Cleveland Baseball Morning. The final again from Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati. It's the Guardians in double digits again. Ten, the Cincinnati Reds five. You can follow me on Twitter at Davey Barris. You can email the show at clevelandbaseballmornings at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts on the game, and we'll discuss them on the show. Also, I'm hosting this podcast on Anchor, so if you go to anchor.fm forward slash Cleveland Baseball Mornings, you can leave a voicemail for the show. We'll play them back on the air, respond to your thoughts, and we'll have a fun conversation amongst the fans about baseball. So thanks again for joining me on this Cleveland Baseball Nightly.